Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk animated shows and movies here, especially Miraculous Ladybug and The Owl House. Find everything about us at OverlyAnimated.com. I'm your host, Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hello. And Alex Bonilla. Hello. Today we are talking uh, the recent uh, HBO Max uh, series, season one miniseries. I don't know. We can talk about that. Uh, Adventure Time, colon, Fiona and Cake. Uh, that's the last episodes of dropped, you know, a week or two ago. And we are going to be talking about the whole season here. There are 10 episodes out for it. And uh, we will be getting into spoilers for the entire season of Fiona and Cake. However, before that, if, if someone wants to know whether they should check this out, um, <laughs> And I think particularly, like, what level of Adventure Time knowledge do you need to watch this? Uh, yeah. What would you guys say? Uh, I mean, I I think at least knowing a, a general idea of Adventure Time and then at least maybe the finale of the show would be helpful for certain things. Not that knowing, like, every character matters a lot, but... I, I don't know if you're if you're an extreme Adventure Time casual um, and you don't you've never even seen a Fiona Cake episode in Adventure Time. I think this might be a interesting experience and none of the Betty Simon stuff is going to make any sense yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah I, I, I would say I would love to hear the perspective of somebody yeah. who watch Adventure Time and try to watch this. Uh, I think, yeah, if you're a casual, you'll be mostly fine, but you should. You, if you have the urge to look up on YouTube, like summaries of like Simon and Betty Watch timeline that. or Farm World, what is that? Yeah. Feel free to do that because I think that that will help you a lot with uh, the the stuff having the impact that it, I think it's going for. Yeah, I don't remember Farm World, so we're going to talk about that. But uh, the I, I think uh, a Fiona and Cake episode and the series finale, yeah. right? Those are probably at the least, biggest, yeah. yeah. Um, but honestly, I mean. This it's already like a lot, and uh, it already it it talks about what it is. So I, I think it's worth it, even if you were like seen some Adventure Time, but not all. I just think it's important for this particular show. Like uh, probably a lot of people have seen some, but not all, because just because there's so much of Adventure Time. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, I I think we'll we'll probably recommend coming up, but we are going to get into spoilers now for Adventure Time: Colin Fiona and Cake. Uh, I just say that just because I'm surprised that Adventure Time is in the beginning of this title and it's not just called Fiona and Cake, but um, basically it's just Fiona and Cake. Um, and so spoilers starting now for all of Fiona and Cake. And by the way, is this definitely just one season? Do we know yet? Uh, I don't think we know for sure, sure. And like we we can talk finale stuff. They, they leave some threads. That okay. Could definitely feels uh mini limited series to me yeah that's what i assumed and i think that was how it was promoted for a while it's just like as of recently i feel like buzz is beginning like hey is there gonna be more but like if when it was announced i'm pretty sure it had limited series feel to it yeah okay i mean look might as well we can talk about what they could do but why not season two if if we can get a season two of anything i think we'll take it like let's just yeah <laughs> yeah okay but let's uh all of uh season one of fiona and cake spoilers michelle what do you think of the show 
Oh man, I I I knew pretty much nothing about the show before it dropped, so I was very curious. Um, seeing like when they when they do like the the full intro song, uh, I was just like, "What? Wait, what? <laughs> They're in a normal world. What yeah. is happening? What what is the show?" Um, but then when the trailer dropped, it was like, oh, okay, all right. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna go out. They're gonna do stuff. There's gonna be characters we know and love. Um, I I love it. I I was trying to think of how to like where to rank it compared to say Distant Lands, and I think for me, I I might like it more overall than the four episodes of Distant Lands. I think there are definitely some standout episodes of Distant Lands, um, but like this was so strong, and I'm kind of like. If Adventure Time is robust enough of a property that you can just do like contain miniseries for like ever and they're this solid, maybe just keep doing that and never let it die. (laughs) Uh, I because like I will say when Adventure Time, when the finale was was dropping um, internally at Cartoon, we weren't allowed to say that it was ending. They were like, no, the fun never ends. Like, and we're like, okay, but it is, it is ending though. They're like, no, 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 you can't say that. And then when Distant Lands came out, it was like, oh, okay. And then when Fiona K came out, I was like, oh. So like, who knows how long um, adventure time <laughs> properties can keep going. But I think like in the right hands, and I feel like these are in the right hands, Uh, It can be a wonderful thing and it can skew older, which is also great because I feel like a lot of us have been wanting that for a while. Higher stakes, actually seeing blood happen, like some gruesome stuff, like very fun and more existential crises and nuanced emotions for all the teens out there, you know? So I feel like that this show really has like all the things I love about say like something like infinity train, but in like a different adventure timey package, which is very enjoyable. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was extremely strong. I know some people have a lot of opinions about the finale, but personally I, I enjoyed the whole ride, including the very end. I thought it was great. Nice. Oh, I have not seen any opinions on the finale. So maybe Maybe that's good. Yeah. Uh, gore and existential emotions. That's basically what makes an adult show, right? Like, I guess, I guess we're here. Uh, Alex, what did you think of Fiona and Cake? Let's not pretend original Adventure Time did not have existential crises. That's like Finn's arc for like the second half of the show. But, <laughs> um, in terms of Fiona and Cake, uh, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I think that from the time that it was announced, it, it was always gonna, it, it always came out as like, man that that's the spin-off idea we're going with okay like it's like a real like how how are they gonna work with this given it's like origins in in the main shows like a fan ficky thing but i i think they they thread the needle really well here i i really enjoyed fiona and cake's uh, uh arc in this show i think they weaved in the simon story pretty well and put a lot of things into um uh, into main text that maybe had been subtext or at best like from theory crafting uh, from the main show. So it was nice to get a, a full spotlight on on that uh, on that side of things. Um, I thought it was just it made the Adventure Time humor uh, remains the same. I feel like I, I got a lot of laugh, laughs from from pretty much all the episodes. Um, I thought there was some some good good uh, um, 
there was some interesting uh, met- metaphor usage, especially later in in the show. Um, yeah, Fiona and Cake, I, I had a really good good time with it, and especially as somebody who's like watched all all of Adventure Time, it does feel in a similar way to um, at least uh, Obsidian and uh, and uh, Together Again from the Distant Lands miniseries. It feels like worthy of like tying a bow on Adventure Time. Um, I, I'm sure I mean, uh, there's a strong possibility there will be more. But like, mm-hmm. if this ended up being the last of Adventure Time, I'd be happy with that too. Like that, this was a, a nice way to like give uh, give respect to all the stuff that Adventure Time has built over its long run, and uh, give it one one final uh, spotlight. Although I'm sure it probably won't be a final spotlight for at least some of these. Awesome. Yeah, I was I was definitely gonna ask uh, Alex as our uh, Adventure Time expert, lore expert, uh, how, how this <laughs> how this feels at this point in the show. So that that's that's great to hear, and we can talk more about that too. Um, yeah, I I love Fiona and Cake. I was like surprised how much I love Fiona and Cake the the entire season. Um, I think this is one of my favorite Adventure Time things ever. Uh, yeah Def- fair <laughs> like like uh i i mean i like i liked um distant lands like definitely some of the episodes but i mean this is this feels like it like this feels like uh a prime adventure time honestly i feel like this is the best storytelling that i can remember from adventure time since like the heyday of the those kind of early mid seasons of adventure time um, I don't know if that's like a hot take or what people think about this show, but uh, I, I, I like so much of what they're doing. I think like the most notable thing is just that uh, like what it is like like Michelle is getting into. It's just I, I also did not really know what this was, the show mm-hmm. and uh, the experience of watching like episodes one to four specifically before they ex- finally explain what's going on in episode four is pretty wild. Uh, and, uh, I really liked that experience of just, uh, everything kind of happening. Uh, and even then it's still a lot, uh, seeing everything they're trying to do. I mean, it's, I went in, I expected the Fiona and Cake episodes. Um, I think, I guess I didn't watch trailers, so maybe, I don't know if other people like had, had different expectations, but like I was expecting the Fiona and Cake episodes and what we got was, actually everything except for like Fiona and Cake episodes. Yeah. <laughs> like we specifically never have Fiona and Cake world like with magic like it was in the the episodes. Um that's a such a fascinating choice. Um I like I I'm fascinated by the show as like like a, a like a anti property. I don't know what you would call it, but just like you do some spin off of a thing and it's like completely different from mm-hmm. what you're expecting here. Um, and I, yeah, I think they're trying to do so many different things at once here, um, which I was not expecting. Um, and I think it's pretty successful, basically everything they're trying to do. And I really want to talk about each of these, each of the aspects that the show is, including just like a, continuation of the show like in the show's timeline which is the biggest surprise for me i i I don't know why i wasn't expecting that so much just seeing finn and everything um um just a a quick point to the um talk of like this being the best storytelling that adventure time has done i think a a big piece of the show's history has been that 
for most of its run, it would always jump between different story arcs. Mm-hmm. So like uh, they they would never follow one story for more than like three episodes at a time. Later on, you got the miniseries, but like even those like f- five episodes at most, like Stakes Islands and Elements, and then Distant Lands, right? It's just like little condensed uh, pieces, a little long longer episodes, but still just like episodes, not really arcs exactly. So I, I think that. This is Adventure Time's like first true foray, it's like focusing on one story for this long. So I, I think that may help. But if if you are inclined to enjoy continuous storytelling, Adventure Time has not really delivered in that sense because it never really aimed to do that. It wanted to be this kind of like episodic, like let's check in on everything happening in this universe, no matter what time it is. But uh, the, this was a very focused uh, run through the Adventure Time, while still like it did jump around a bunch of universes, but it, it had it, it had its focus of Fiona and Cake and Simon. And like, we will will see those through to the end. Yeah, no, that's a great point to bring up that uh, this is like, uh, it seems like an evolution of their miniseries format, which they were trying through the end of the show's run into Distant Lands. But this is like half an hour episodes um, with the with the miniseries. Uh, So that I think was a a pleasant surprise to see the longer episodes. And I thought it worked so well with the show. I don't know. uh, it, It is definitely different than what the show is. Um, and I don't think the fact that it is uh, more continuous focused storytelling necessitates better or worse, you know, um, I just sure, think it's that just different. it's different. Um, that being said, I think what, you know, I don't think they're going for like high level storytelling through a lot of adventures. I mean, they are, but like not in the same way that they are here. So it is a little weird to talk about. But um, I just think this is like way better than the miniseries from the show. There's Fiona and Cake. Like that's one of my my takes on this is this is like. Uh, f- and I like stakes. Like, I think that's, that's great and stuff, but, uh, this, I think this is like far and away their best, uh, attempt at, at, uh, more condensed storytelling. Um, and I think the longer episodes help. And I think, um, this, this kind of format, cause we say focused and that leads kind of into the main kind of way I want to approach talking about the show, but I feel like this is like at least three different shows in one show is like what they're trying for. <laughs> so I think this is, here's my, my, I think this is like partly adventure time future, like Steven Universe mm, A bit, yeah, for sure. Uh, partly uh, what we thought it was, which is like an Fiona and Cake spinoff. Um, and then partly, I think, a Simon and Betty backstory miniseries oh, yeah. like shoved into this other show. You know, it's like, I feel like this is three different shows in one show. And that's not even to get into, um, I mean, that we get to Shermie and Beth at the end. It's not as prominent of a thing everything with prismo but that's more of a framing i think mm-hmm. um and then there's all the gary marshall stuff which i think you could include in the fiona and cakey spinoff um but uh yeah what, what do we what did you guys think of like how many different things the show was trying to do and how did it work for you Ah, uh, I mean, while I was watching it, I was pretty happy uh, with the balance. Uh, I I could see some people feeling like, well, it's, it's called Fiona and Cake, you know, why is Simon and Betty like so prominent, huh? But it's like that stuff is so interesting. And it's some of the best like a long term payoff, I think, for people who are relatively invested in Adventure Time. Like that was one of the biggest things from the finale was that like, they were separated. Simon's not Ice King anymore. That's a whole thing that's just messy and interesting. 
Um, and I feel like for me personally, I feel like there was plenty of focus for Fiona and Cake um, in tandem with Simon and Betty. I think I was like the most interested in Simon stuff, but I feel like you couldn't have had the Simon stuff if he hadn't gone on this journey with Fiona and Cake. Like they're literally connected through his own brain. So yeah. like they, they feel like a package deal and they kind of, you know, they're figuring out their own personal stuff together. Um, I even liked like having a little tiny bit of like Finn in there, seeing Finn in this kind of format versus like who he is in um, Distant Lands was really cool because like I think one of my favorite things about including him juxtaposed to Fiona was that for Finn it's like he's in this this mode his this young adult mode of just like adventuring is everything you can solve all your problems with like right adventure and like Simon really does not <laughs> like take to that at all as a strategy whereas for Fiona like when she starts actually going on these adventures in these different worlds like she starts to really question the validity of that as like a, a, a dream to have and like a, a way of being um and she realizes it's more complicated and it like kind of makes her feel sort of down towards the middle of those episodes um and i really like that in comparison to what they're doing with finn um because it seems like he very much does not like think of things that way right now um and that's very interesting to me yeah, that, it's a good point that we have these connective threads, like the what, our presentation of older Finn compared mm -hmm. to Fiona as she starts it starts out as like an adventure or whatever, um, and her reaction to violence, which was one of my favorite parts of the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alex, how about you? How does how do all the different element elements play? And like, how does like the older Finn stuff and like seeing Ooh after Adventure Time does it feel like weightier than than other things going on? I don't know. I mean, when you describe the show as being a couple of different shows mashed together, like, I don't know if I totally vibe with that, because I feel like, the, the uh, as Michelle mentioned, the concept of Fiona and Cake, even in the main show, was entwined with Ice King slash Simon enough that, like, that felt like such a natural pairing. And I think that during the show, they never really, like, act separately, like, for, especially in the second half of the show, like, they're... Fiona and Cake and Simon are pretty much always together. And I feel like the show does a good job of like using them as the vehicle to check around other corners of the Adventure Time universe. So so yeah, we, we do get the peek into into different versions of Finn. We get the peek into expanding our understanding of cosmic lore a little bit more. But like I, I feel like the show does a good job of always keeping the focus on the main characters. That helps it, again, to feel at least to be a lot more focused than a lot of uh, Adventure Time generally is. So uh, I, I would say that, like, I think that the show does a really good job of, like, giving us a chance to check in into all these, like, different uh, um, universes that Adventure Time has developed over the years without letting that dominate uh, the, the main purpose of the show, which is following Fiona, Fiona and Simon's uh, character growth uh, during this. And I think they both have similar uh, character arcs as well in terms of just, like, figuring figuring out what their life is be, uh, as an individual as opposed to, like, in, in both cases, like, looking back on their past and be like, that was so much better. Like, there's there's a way forward. I think that they they do have to be like, uh, to show the similarities in their in their journeys over over the show. So I, I, I like how they uh, how they handle um, the, the balance of what wanting to take advantage of the fact that Adventure Time has its expansive multiverse without letting that uh, drown uh, the, the the main 
the main storyline that they were aiming to to tackle. Yeah, and I, I agree that it's like it feels very cohesive. Um, even, even all these different things we're doing, I think it's it's very well done. Yeah, you mentioned the multiverse. Um, what do we think of this approach to uh, kind of center it in uh, the multiverse and Prismo, and then? The way I see the show, it's like kind of like episodes one to four is like establishing what's going on here. And then we get into like five to eight or whatever of like uh, different, different multiverse versions of of their world. Um, and I guess Adventure Time has always had this aspect, but it's not like it was all not like Prisma was like constantly involved or anything. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess, Michelle, how did the multiverses work for you and particular any particular favorites? I I enjoyed the multiverses. I think mu- doing multiverse stuff can get a little overwhelming um, if it's like leaning really heavily into like callbacks and Easter eggs and referential stuff that only like the truest true fans can appreciate. And I feel like for this show, um, there was like there was a good mixture. There were worlds that were completely new. And did you had no frame of reference for it. And then there were a couple that like having a little more understanding of like, say, Farm World or say Jerry World. Um, it helps to have some background, but you don't super need it to follow the plot of what's going on in those either. So I, I feel like they could have gone so much harder. And I kind of appreciate the restraint with callbacks for the multiverses. Uh, God, I mean... I feel like Winter King World is definitely my favorite. That was such a fun episode. The small blue guest animation on it, just like the songs. I love both of those songs so much. And it was the most just kind of like, man, like I feel like we're getting a little into like once their territory here with like being able to ship Winter King and Simon. And like, it's been a while since I feel like some of us have had that urge to just really get back into cursed shift pairings you know um and this was a gift to be given a surprising gift um i enjoyed it i enjoyed the multiverses i i liked seeing like the callbacks we did get i think they made a lot of sense um the one thing i was really shocked about was like i think i'd made this note on the discord like a couple years ago when i was doing my big watch of adventure time but the up a tree episode is like unironically my favorite episode of adventure time and that's the one where you like get to meet that like really dumb one squirrel and like the owl and his gang of like evil like tree cult people and the fact that of all these things that come back to the show that's what they like decided to do for just like a gag, a reoccurring gag. Like that's truly amazing. I don't understand how that happened. But it's the, the 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 one off squirrel voiced by Mark yeah! Maron shows up in the finale it's of the finale. Fiona and I Cake. What a, what a world! <laughs> like I can't believe he's for the finale. Like he has no right being here, but I'm so happy he's here. Someone else in the crew also loves up a tree. Uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, same brain. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> For me, I, I don't remember this episode. And by the way, I've watched every episode of Adventure Time, to be clear. I've watched uh, every episode, but I don't remember anything. Um, I, I feel like I, I feel like I recognize the vibes, even if I don't remember the specific reference. I feel like, uh, so I don't know. I think it's, it's successful enough. But yeah, that's really interesting. Alex, how about you? What about the different multiverses? Uh, yeah, I, I had a good time with them. I, I, I think... Yeah, they, they they avoided doing too much 
Uh, I thought they avoided doing too much new stuff. Like Winter King is, is definitely new, and uh, um, everything else is at least like referenced or known from the from the old show. But like I think that they did enough. Uh, they 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 never really stayed in one multiverse for more than like two episodes. I think so. It'd be, be uh, none of them outstayed their welcome, and also I mean it's a limited series, so it's not like you get tired of the of the universe hopping either. So uh, again, I, I think the um the, they did a good job of uh, ba- balancing out uh, how many uh, new realities we had to uh, get get adjusted to. Um, in terms of favorites, uh, I, I feel like I, I enjoyed the look back at, at Farm World, and I, I also think the vampire one was one where uh, I don't, I'm, that one probably not fully referenced, but like a lot of it takes from stakes uh, in terms of like uh, the vampire lore they built there. And I thought they did that was a, a fun um, imagining of what the world would be like on if uh, vampires had gotten dominance and i think the marceline bubblegum stuff in there was very was very nice for me uh so uh, yeah so the, there was a lot of uh, fun uh, fun visits we got to have in, in the in the miniseries nice yeah i i think winter king stood out as like the for me like maybe it's just the episode so good but um yeah i think that that and also that is like an alternate version where this one thing changed i think that all really worked um very well and then it's like surprising what thing changed in the end um i I guess my only like slight criticism with the use of the multiverses and i still absolutely love everything overall is like episodes one to four of like getting into everything and like experiencing and like figuring out what's going on felt like a lot more uh i don't know impactful than like once we get into like okay we're kind of multiverse hopping and i think that's maybe more just a result of that we're in like year 15 of uh multiverse uh culture sure you know that's so, also a thing yeah so it's like we've seen similar before but eventually the show did it so uh well and each one was really interesting in its own way um and yeah it was still only like a few episodes and then we got into the finale stuff so i do think it still stayed fresh enough um i don't think we've talked enough about we can come back to the specific multiverse i think we've talked enough about like the setup with fiona and cake's world without magic um an episode one with the sitcom intro and everything <laughs> uh yeah uh, w- and then we revisit and i guess most probably with gary and marshall a few times but um and then we're back there at the end uh what what's uh, did you enjoy the more slight is this more slice of life adventure time <laughs> sure it, it, if yeah. the show had been entirely that i honestly would have been fine with that too <laughs> yeah. like uh, it, it's great that they decided to do this whole like multiverse hopping uh, we also got to dig into simon's traumatic past but if it was just like let's reimagine trauma, fiona and trauma. cake as a coffee shop au i'm i'm down for it <laughs> I was kind of, I was a little disappointed that we moved away from it after like episode one or two. <laughs> honestly, we did come back at the end. We were back enough, but I was like, I was kind of enjoying that. Honestly, I wanted to see her get more odd jobs. Yeah, is uh is good. And um, I don't know what what about the Gary Marshall focus here? Oh, oh so good. <laughs> I actually that was one of my high points. It was so it was so great seeing them come together and like figure their stuff out. Um, and like get to know each other deeper. And by the time they're dating at the end, it's like, yeah, it's very believable. They, sh- they shared a couple really good days slash weeks, question mark. Unclear how time moved in, in that world. But yeah, they they felt really great together by the end. 
Uh, also, that that sequence at the end of the star where they're like cutting between mm-hmm. uh, Marshall Lee and Gary, yeah. and also Marshall Lee and uh, and Bubblegum in that uh, in that universe, and the romantic tension mm-hmm. that they're also doing is like, oh, in so many universes they're going to be together, <laughs> and like make, it like heightens it in a way that just like the first time I watched it, I was just like, ah, this is good. <laughs> yeah, also like a weird in a weird way a bubbling. Uh, kind of check-in slash multiversal expansion going on yeah. in the show um but in a way that obviously made sense for the premise being fiona and cake um but this we only really get a like one scene of actual bubbling right uh but uh it, it's it's still i don't know it felt f- fulfilling in a weird way for seeing different versions of them um i thought that was, that was cool how they did that um i, I was i was i was happy to see donald glover back right in this yeah i thought that was kind of surprising but i guess not i don't know um and andrew reynolds did a really good job too um i guess that's neil, neil patrick harris originally it was like i'm assuming either he was he was probably just too expensive the- <laughs> yeah a, a, a couple of recasting choices in in the show uh, I, I think most of them uh pay pay off all right um i salute jinx monsoon for attempting to take over lemon grab uh, mm-hmm. a, a very a very hard task to try yeah that was it was a fun lemon grab cameo I knew everything with uh, Prismo and the voice actor situation, um, but I, I thought I thought he said I thought he sounded similar too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know any other any highlights from the their normal non magic world stuff. And I I just think such a striking choice to not put it ever put it back in the same way to how it was in the show. I mean, I, I I liked uh I, I like Cake's original design actually before they like mm-hmm. turn her back into adventure. T- I I mean I like I'm a cat person, so I just like to look like a normal a normal cat. Uh, but also like uh, yeah, F- setting up Fiona as this uh, character kind of uh you know uh, un- unsatisfied with her life and feeling like something used to be better but can't quite put her finger on it and and seeing that get developed uh, over the show and then to the point where it turns around it's like no i actually want to live in that world that that feels right now and like the way she gets that conclusion feel uh feels uh burned so like uh but the way it starts off uh, set, setting her up uh, i i i thought it was really really funny uh, especially like her um, scene on the bu- uh, bus tour i think there's a lot of good moments in there um yeah so the, the uh, a big piece of why this show is great is that I think Fiona is just a very charming character and her rapport with Cake is very good. And the, that needs to work for the, this show to work. And it does. So I, I was I'm very happy that we got a lot of them interacting and bouncing off of each other, especially once Cake begins to talk, which she does not for the first uh, mm-hmm. first episode. Yeah. Uh, hot, hot take, I guess. Uh, Fiona and Cake big upgrade over finn and jake for me Whoa. i don't know about upgrade uh it was in terms of likability i think it's a big upgrade at least uh in some ways uh i don't know i don't know if other people agree with this i feel like they're pretty separate and even in adventure time proper even when they were just like fan fiction that would occasionally <laughs> pop out every couple seasons I think it was always intentional that Fiona and Cake would would not be a one to one with Finn and Jake or their universe, and like all all the gender bent personalities would be a little different. They wouldn't be exact 
like gender bent carbon copies of each other. They kind of had their own life in their own slightly different world. So I think like the fact that Fiona kicked the mini series like is even more that way makes total sense. Uh, I mean, I really enjoy Fiona and Cake. I feel like they they satisfy a different need for me hmm. than Finn and Jake. And I am very invested in their stuff. I'm like relatively invested in Finn and Jake. But I think that's more <laughs> of a preference thing than one being necessarily stronger. I do love that like Fiona and Cake like kind of start having like issues with each other towards the back half of the season. Like that was like, oh no, no, not, not the buddies. The buddies are having misunderstandings about what to do and how to do it. But also it's like, yeah, again, this this show wants to get into stuff that's a little more complicated and I love it for that. Uh, I think also, yeah, the, the aim of this show being slightly different than Adventure Time in terms of audience does affect like how they portray the personalities. I mean, Finn, for the longest time was uh, as a teen boy was portrayed. I think accurately as a teen boy of mm-hmm. uh, like making a good decisions and bad decisions and good decisions and going back on that. And it was like a real back and forth in terms of maturity, which makes it an interesting choice where they seem to like say like, no, even as an adult, he continues that way. <laughs> but like, whereas with uh, Fiona and cake, I feel like they, they start them at a, at a, higher level of maturity than where we started with Finn. So that gives us a bit of a head start on relatability. Yeah, I agree. And I think Finn and Jake are always kind of purposefully, um, I don't know if purposefully <laughs> unlikable is the right word, but purposefully like, uh, you know, you, you they're not like uh, the the super uh, likable, no flaws type of characters. That's always nah. kind of their, 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 their thing. Um, and I think it's to great effect too. So I don't even necessarily, I'm not saying it's necessarily an improvement in terms of like characterization. You know, it's hard to compare this one this one season to everything we got with Ben and Jake, which was so much, but uh, it was, it was definitely nice to see the, the different, I, different uh, personalities. I, I agree that with the original or the human cake design, the uh, actual cat, um, when Prismo changes them in four, I was kind of like, I don't know. I kind of would prefer if cake was <laughs> actually a cat. I think it was, she was kind of cuter there. Um, as I just love cake, um, in episode three, exploring ooh with and getting the voice and singing the cake song and while destroying everything i just i loved everything with cake there (laughs) um and uh yeah but and i guess i don't know honestly fiona too like i think i prefer with the the design of the original clothes uh but it was that that whole scene i think with four in four with prisma was was really fun when he when he's changing everything um the the switch to shorts good call I mean, it was all yeah. a good call because, again, I, I like the more her outfit got away from being just like Finn's outfit, but for a girl, like the the nicer it felt and the more like, oh, yeah, this is her show. It's going to be different. Like even her outfit's going to be pretty different. And for her to be able to choose her own outfit felt kind of nice, too. How, speaking of this, how about the fact that we're changing the premise of uh, Fiona and Cake from it being Ice King's fanfic to uh, real? It's, it's it's like it's real <laughs> and it was Prismo's so, origin. Yeah. So the very last Fiona and Cake episode did set this up because like they uh, they show at the end of the episode that there is like a beam going into Ice King's head while he's thinking mm-hmm. about Fiona and Cake. So they they had set up this possibility. It's not a total retcon. <laughs> Such a deep, deep lore. I know, I'm like, like damn, ten Alex, years ago. Pull that out of your pocket. Where it's been waiting. <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, how many, how many th- like plot threads does the show have that uh, that 
the, I guess that this is like a payoff for a lot of things. But I mean, I think I think like it. The big big thing is it's just so much of the continuing uh, crew. I think with with the show, you just see all the same names for the most part. Um, so in that regard, it's just really cool to see them get to just continually iterate on on the story and follow up on things like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Alex, how do you think that was handled with uh, introducing Prismo as uh, as what's going on here and the explanation for everything? Um, yeah, the the, uh, the explanation of all the uh, all the different multiverses being the results of wishes, I thought was like it, it like makes enough sense with the show, especially the Farm World episodes. But like it, it was, it felt like an extension uh, of what had previously been established. But I'm like, I'm okay with that. Like it was like Prisma's just opening up new possibilities left and right. Um, but uh, um, that, yeah, I, I thought it was it's. They they had to explain it pretty quickly so that it wasn't like uh, it, it doesn't like occupy too because at the end of the day the details aren't that important it's just like there's a multiverse Fiona and Cake are gonna be jumping gonna be escaping this scarab guy and hiding in the different universes we we don't need too much of the details but I think they explained enough that it like made sense within previously established uh, information uh prisma is being kind of depressed after jake's dead sort of checks out it was kind of sad to see um a lot actually a lot a lot of depressed characters in, in this show uh but it, yeah i, I mean uh, Pr- prisma was always a, a, fu- a fun character to check in on he was also like maybe like once a season maybe twice in those like later um, years of, of Adventure Time, so I'm glad. I'm glad he he showed he showed up a decent amount here, and uh, he he serves his purpose enough of uh, directing the lore. Being the um, I remember the, the there's like a sequence during the main show where he's just like he's pulling up like Adobe Premiere or something to edit universes, and that's basically you know his vibe here too. He's just like a puppet master, although he, he got he gets locked up for a chunk a chunk of this, but. Um, yeah, he, he's my he's one of my favorite video editors out there. Um, <laughs> Michelle, you're you're also one of them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Does Prismo make AMVs? I mean, he must. He better. Yeah. I mean, Fiona yeah. Cake is like is not, I love that he like it didn't occur to him until later. Oh, I guess I just literally made Jake and Finn, <laughs> but different genders. Um, no, Prismo is great. I I love seeing him again. Yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised with how much Prismo we got here, and I, I did really like that sequence with him accidentally into Finn and Jake. I think all that's really fun. Um any uh anything from the anything from actual ooh that a uh, post adventure time that was was anything surprising the human city, um seeing uh, older Finn um, I don't know what are the other highlights like the 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 job that Simon is working at. Oh my god, the yeah, miserable like, job! They they found a good way to make his life feel horrible as possible. <laughs> yeah, and like, it's like you can only go up from here because yeah, like he is truly being treated as an antique, and like who who who's gonna feel like they have a good life like that, man? So uh, yeah. They, they uh they they set up Simon at a very uh, low spot that made that made enough sense. Um, I, I I like that little girl who's a fan of the Fiona and Cake mm-hmm. stories. I thought she she was nice. She is relentless. Good for her. 
I found it interesting that um, Marceline kind of didn't have time for Simon at this instance of their lives. And, but also, I think it makes sense because things are finally going right with Princess Bubblegum. And that's been such a, like, will they, won't they for forever for them. So, like, I like I get it. Like, she's kind of being swept away with Bubblegum and, like, doing her, her stuff. Um, but it is, like, yeah... Simon needs more friends. <laughs> Simon needs more stuff to do. Like that's not like the whole reason he's depressed. He's been through a lot, but it's part of it. Cause once he starts hanging out with new friends, he starts feeling a little better and like life's not so pointless anymore. Yeah. I think I, th- I mean, you could see Fiona and Cake as Simon gets some other friends. As the yeah. Oh, condition. absolutely. <laughs> they might be from his brain, but still like there's, there's <laughs> that's true. I, I think, I think that's why Bet- Betty helps him out at the end because he, yeah. he's like, but you know, I met Fiona and Cake and Betty's like, Oh wow. You finally have somebody else in your life. Thank goodness. Thank God. Yeah. I need to facilitate this. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about, uh, how about a big, big Finn? And uh, okay. I, I think it's a good time to talk about the, the violence aspect of yes. I was I was just shocked in episode two watching Finn just really oh. gore out these creatures. Gore um, out's a good way to put it. That is what happened. Castlevania, these creatures. Like uh, <laughs> uh, I, I I was I mean I think different people have different reactions. Not everyone is as um, extreme non-violence as I am, but I was so uh, off put by by what Finn was doing in this episode. I think that's the intention. Yeah, to, I yeah. think so. Like for for Simon's credit, I feel like we're supposed to feel more like him. Just like Jesus, this is not a way to solve problems at all. This just feels bad. It's also like this this Nausicaa forest. And, yes. Uh, uh- I knew you'd pick up on that. Definitely Nasca, and then yeah, and then in that uh, the tattoo artist was like uh, the steam, steam spirited away, steam room guy. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's the, just these these the beautiful Nasca forest creatures that he's just ripping them apart. Um, and but I was like so off put, uh, and then I was like, yeah, this kind of feels right for Finn, honestly. And like I said, yeah, yeah, it's a stage. It's a stage of his life. It's just it's not a super glamorous stage. And I like it as a well, commentary. This whole what totally, this whole show is doing of like right? event this this is the what the consequences of adventuring. So adventuring, like, yeah. Well, and I th- I think that's consistent with Finn's character from the main show too. Like he was all, he's always been like that of just like let's try to push through as much as I can until like the problem becomes uh, becomes unignorable, and then I have a crisis. Uh, so that, that that that's been his deal the entire time. It seems that never really changed for him. Too bad. Yeah, to see Finn is, I mean, I'm sure he's matured in other ways, but to see it's still a lot of the same Finn from the show. Um, I think it's this combination of kind of sad and kind of like cathartic in some way, seeing the evolution of the same character older. I don't know. It's, it's definitely like one of was one of the more impactful feelings of of the show for me. Um, and, and to see it followed up, I think is the key from uh, from Fiona in episode six when she uh also gores out all the the candy yeah. people mm-hmm. um and then i'm like okay i see what they're doing and <laughs> uh I, and then they do we have a whole thing about it too and we talk about it and uh she she's not this like not the same as finn and mm-hmm. uh comment on the the violence that we're seeing i thought that was was so well done one it's like one kind of of 10 15 different kind of themes that's going on so there's just so much good stuff here but that, to me this is one of the standout uh, theme things that the show had going. And we got any other thoughts on how that was handled with Fiona? I agree. I 
I liked it too. I mean, I feel I feel really satisfied with Fiona's arc. Um, and I feel like again, I'm like, I'm really glad Simon was a part of this show with her because I feel like they they both ended up kind of helping each other in a way because she was like, eh, it seems like the more information I'm getting with all the worlds we're going to, Simon's gonna be worse off if he actually gets the crowd that makes him crazy. And Simon starts to be able to help Fiona with her problems, which I think like kind of takes him out of his head and in his wallowing in his Betty stuff. Not that he doesn't finally get closure with Betty, but I think even before that, he was he was a little on his way to kind of appreciating the the current state of his life and like having things to to focus on outside of himself, which was probably a big thing he needed and just wasn't able to get at the time. Yeah, do we want to do want to get into uh, more about Simon, Simon and Betty Baxter? I think we've probably talked the least about the Simon and Betty Baxter, which I think ends up being one of the standout aspects of the show for me that we mm-hmm. see. Um, so what's what's the key episodes? Here? Episode eight, we see uh, the the we get their song and we see the the backstory with them, and then episode ten, we get the. With the, with the bus the bus stop scene in that episode, then we get the different version of the bus stop scene. I love how that was done, <laughs> um, like re- trying to replay it. And again, it, 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 another theme where it's like you kind of identify the a problem that is happening, and it's not like the show doesn't. Yeah. Also, it's not like it's clear that the show also doesn't think that, but it's like, okay, are we going to get into this? And it <laughs> does, right? Like, it, yeah. we absolutely get into the power imbalance with with the two of them, um, which. Uh, I, is something felt uh i don't i mean i don't know if i was like uh riding on simon and betty uh, and like needing this to be addressed or anything but like if if, if we're gonna have it previously to this but if we're gonna bring it up in such a major way in this show if this was like absolutely what we needed to to talk about um and we get into the uh metaphor with the game that Shermie and beth were playing we haven't even talked yeah. about them yeah that looked awesome by the way i love the style yes. of that whole game yeah i thought so too um so I I I, th- I thought ultimately just very well done and just very impactful bringing up everything with them and what we saw with them in the show and then ultimately like getting into this uh, aspect of their relationship, which we hadn't really talked about. It had kind of just been hinted at by the story so far. What do you guys think about uh, how they handled, uh, I guess, just in general, the Simon and Betty backstory and then also kind of the, the power imbalance uh, theme that we get into? Uh, I think with with Simon, um, I really appreciated episode two because like it set it sets up a lot of where he's currently at in the post Betty world of like I, I, I mean, we already we already mentioned it like he he's living a bit of a pathetic occupation, but also like he just doesn't really know what he is like a, outside of Ice King. Yeah. That that Rebecca Sugar song, uh, which uh, was as always Rebecca Sugar putting out bangers, uh, like t- talking about like yeah like outside of like the madness and sadness that has been my entire life. Like I'm just a normal person now. What is what does that mean? What what do I what do I do? Like you just kind of like stuck in this in this new situation without any any way to go. Especially and as we go through, like we see that he like dumps his entire self into getting Betty back, yeah. and like to the point of like my life doesn't matter anymore. And so we we through his interactions with with Fiona and Cake, as well as like being forced through, through this um, Shermie and Beth. Uh, 
um, segment to like confront like his decision making during that whole process. He eventually gets to the point where like uh, figuring out like oh no like this is a like a weird cycle of obsession that we're both of us are are doing. I should you know I don't need to continue going down that road. Um, so like, I, I think uh, I think the story all uh, like it would develop pretty well. They they drop these hints. Throughout the season, I mean, especially um, the Winter King, I think there's like a couple of uh, tidbits they they dropped through. Like uh, one that I know a lot of people latched onto was when describing uh, um, how how they uh, how they or when oh no, it probably wasn't the Winter King. It was probably Jerry. But like when they were describing the the bus trip, and it's, it like became clear that he didn't really ever consider like what Betty was doing as like yeah. something. Jen it's like okay, there's already a problem there. So like. Uh, a small if i had to nitpick and like find a thing that i didn't like about the show i would just say like you know it's telegraphed pretty well so like by the time you get to the revelation the, the quote-unquote revelation in in the final two episodes the show has kind of like spelled it out for you if you picked up all all the all the things but like even so i i think overall the story is is, is told pretty well and it like it, it makes clear things that prop that had been hinted along in, in the main show as well as like earlier in in this series and like blazed them out clearly and get simon to a place that like i feel i feel good about him that he got to that relatively uh on, on his own <laughs> yeah I, I i just think um in general with with what we the revelations in episode 10 just uh it sh- shows discussing like a healthy relationship that still has like a power ish power imbalance issues just seems so rare and mm-hmm. uh it, it seems so meaningful to me like that the way it did it, it's like okay it's not like they were so terrible and it's like this was awful or anything but um yeah this was an issue that you know is a real thing and should have been thought of and uh should be considered moving forward um and just just uh you know just kind of that how that's handled just the nuance in in all of that um you know when in a show with so much going on that isn't necessarily like super nuanced in in everything that it's going on it it's it felt very nuanced and meaningful in its its presentation to me ultimately how we get into them I really, I really appreciated um, the way the Simon and Betty stuff shook out because, like, I will say, as someone who watched Adventure Time, when Betty became like a real character in those later seasons, I was like very against it. I was like, why is this necessary? I mean, I just knowing Ice King went crazy, knowing that he considered this old flame his princess and that's why when he's the ice king he thinks of all princesses as really emotionally important to him and he just got scrambled in his mind um because of the crown like that's already sad enough like i like initially i was just like why do we need to like make this a this a real character and bring betty in and like demystify part of what was so sad about unlocking ice king's early backstory and like and then like Betty came in and I don't remember anything because there's like 10 seasons of the show but <laughs> like you know she like I think she hooks well she doesn't hook up sorry but she like tag teams with Magic Man and then like she kind of goes crazy and then it's like yeah. a, a back and forth of like who's gonna be crazy or saving the other person I was just like we have really lost the thread of just like season two Ice King and just him being sad and crazy man like I wish we could go back to that this feels very unruly so 
in the finale, I was just like, all right, uh, I guess he's Simon now. And then Betty's absorbed into the God and that, all right, that's an interesting way to end their stuff, I guess. So when he started talking about Betty and Fiona Kick, I was like, no, not more Betty. No. Like, why? Why does this keep happening? There's more going on with him than this person. But then that kind of became like the whole point of their arc in the show. And it was really satisfying to see that, like, yeah, they they were very obsessed with each other. And there was a super big power imbalance. But, like, in the name of their their very obsessive love... They just were like, no, this is fine. This is fine. Nothing's wrong. And then, like, it made more things about how everything played out in Adventure Time make a little more sense to me. I think, like, maybe I won't, I wouldn't be as judgy going back to watch all the interesting Betty plots um, a second time. But I think, like, they, they had, like, a couple things they really wanted to say, and they said those things very well, and they're very consistent. And so, like, for me... I don't consider it an issue that you could kind of figure out where you're going. I think it's more of a problem if you don't know where you're going. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're like, wait, how do we get here? There was no infer- like there was no lead up. Like we're just supposed to believe this because you told us to show. That doesn't make sense. So, because I was wondering, like a few of those moments, like when um, Simon's talking to uh, Winter King. And he's like, oh, Betty, though. And he's like, Betty, though? Like, I don't care about Betty. It's like, what? What does that mean? Like, is this inconsistent? Their their crazy love is, is not the same in every multiverse? Or just like, yeah, when um when Fiona is hearing the backstory, she's like, oh, so you, like, definitely went with her on her trip, right? He's like, what? No, why would I do that? It's like, well, what does this mean? Like are they codependent? Like, is it obsession? Like, and so then you figure out, oh, it's a power imbalance. Okay, that makes total sense. So I didn't 100% know quite where they were going. I just knew that it looks like they were setting up a a concerning dynamic of some kind with their relationship. But by the end, it felt very, it felt very well earned. And I love the fact that like, finally, because again, this is another thing that was bothering me. It's like, it's part of the reason Ice King is so sad being Ice King is like, yeah, the damage is done. He's going to be crazy forever. And he lost the love of his life. And he's like this now. That sucks. Um, but there's like stakes to that. And when Betty becomes your little character, it's like, wait. So like, it, you know, the future can just change like that. Like big giant cannon things can just change. And, and she could turn him back into Simon. Like this feels insane. Does anything matter? Are there any stakes at all? So like. I really liked that the end of this was like having closure with the fact that Simon couldn't actually change anything about what happened to Betty or himself. Like he's not with her. She's still trapped in the, the, the God of, of the, I don't know, Alex, you know exactly what it's called. I'm sure <laughs> I don't. It has Go, like four names, right? Gold God. It's a, yeah, yeah. but it's like all that's still really sad and is like permanent now. And the thing that can change is just how he feels about his life and what he makes of his life. And that's like the last gift, but it could give him in her slew of gifts that maybe she shouldn't have been given, giving him and he shouldn't have been receiving, but like the damage is done and this seems permanent. And that's like part of, I think what I was looking for. I just wanted like permanent sort of sad stakes that like actually had weight to them. And I feel like the balance is a little restored in that sense now, finally. 
Nice. It it really feels like uh, everything with Simon and Simon and Betty in this miniseries feels like a very necessary follow up to I the so, finale. Yeah. Um, which is cause, which is weird. Cause it's like, maybe the show would have never happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but, you know, but I think then I remember, okay, I think Adventure Time was kind of canceled. Um, and then the, so I think they maybe had stuff come up quicker than they might've otherwise planned. So maybe this is their way of getting in a lot of stuff that they would have otherwise put in the last season of the show or a follow up season. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't know that I needed such a Simon and Betty follow up until yeah. I saw everything that happened here. And then it's like, okay, of course, all this really, if this is what <laughs> was needed, if this is what we were saying, then yeah, we need, really needed to say all this. Um, and I, I thought it was done so well. And in terms of like, uh, telegraphing, like the, all the messaging, I think, I think like the, the power imbalance message, this is something you don't want to be super nuanced about. I just don't think, um, a lot of audiences really understand this yet. Mm. Um, online people, I think maybe get it a little bit more, but, uh, this is at least in my opinion, at least in ke- like kids ish television, not very treaded upon territory. So I did appreciate, um, us getting, into to pretty explicit territory about it in in the the finale. Um, the book the book stuff metaphor is really interesting. Uh, it was an interesting way of doing it, and then uh, Ch- Shermy and Beth was even more interesting <laughs> in how we uh, communicate that. Well, I did not also didn't expect to follow up on Shermy and Beth from the finale. Um, which are what? What did we? T- oh, I don't even remember. We talked. They're like the kind of like Finn and Jake future analog um, from way in the future. Um, and also, uh, one of them sounds like one of the Solar Opposites characters, which I don't think we knew at the, <laughs> at the time. For those Wait, shows what? <laughs> I didn't sounds know exactly that. like you, Mulek. Well, sure, sure. Me. Uh, but it's, it's the same guy. But yeah, it's, uh, Alex, were you surprised to check in on Shermie and Beth? Did you appreciate checking in on them? Uh, I, I was a little surprised, yeah. And I appreciate it. I, I feel like they got, uh, I mean, their appearance in the Adventure Time finale was like so weird because like that, they had to pack so much stuff in there and just still to have this like framing device of the future and like BMO telling them like what happened to the finale was like okay we're like really throw it, trying to fit in a lot in here so uh, this felt like it gave them a little more time to breathe and be their uh, own characters um, another recasting here we didn't get Willow Smith back for for, for Beth alas but uh, oh. the new actress did, did fine too um, yeah, I thought it was uh, it was cute. Uh, the the little bit we got of actual Shermie and Beth together, I thought was fun. And then like you know Simon trapped in uh, in Shermie's body feels like it feels very rude of of, of Gold Betty to do, but he he needed it at that time. So, <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, just like um, a lot of the uh, cool futurey stuff. That I think one of the threads. That if you were to do a season two or a different Adventure Time spinoff, I think Shermie and Beth feels like one of the potential directions you could go in because that's a, a, a part of Adventure Time lore that we don't totally know a lot about in terms of like far off in the future. You've got like your Grables episodes and whatnot, but like the, the, otherwise, you have a lot to work with if you want to build new lore. So that that feels. This feels like a good reintroduction uh, um, and uh, uh, one that makes me feel a little more excited about a streaming best show as opposed to if they had not done this and we only had the come along with me version to work off of. I guess the BMO from come along with me, we don't really follow up on that. Is that? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I guess oh, that could get into that more. God, seeing that BMO, even if there are more BMOs <laughs> in the infinite multiverse, God, if they're really sad, <laughs> died. Oh, it's so brutal. 
yeah, we get the other other B Mel. I don't know if I'm in on a full Charmian bat season two. <laughs> wow. I feel I like know. it would it would work only if they're actually like getting back to characters that we know and like catching up on those characters and using them more as like a vehicle to see more stuff. Yeah, they 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 exist relative to other characters. I yeah, think that's their purpose. So exactly. I, I think like if we want to check in on them again a few times, I think that's okay. Or maybe maybe half of them at most. Uh, <laughs> just keep dialing it back. Less I do less. like it's like okay, we just go back to to Shermie and Beth in the finale, like how we randomly got them in the event in this the show finale uh it kind of felt right uh it's like the this 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 uh, finale version um anything uh i guess we haven't i don't know if we mentioned the word scarab yet is that a sign that he's not good or is that or is we not given scarab his due yet he's scary he he gave me a lot of uh agent smith from the matrix vibes like it's just mm. like you know very one one directional you are are, are a stain on our society it's uh, i think he uses like virus at some point but it, it's you know it's a it's a well well-trodden character trope uh, and he's uh, uh I, I don't know if like the personality is quite there to make him like an engaging villain i mean his design is cool his I design think, is cool his voice is cool yeah yeah so like th- there's elements but like yeah like uh, the uh, i think also like in a in a world where like prismo and gold exist he's like small potatoes <laughs> in comparison to so uh yeah you know scarab was fine he serves his purpose of like being the thing that fiona and cake and simon have to run from and like propel them to the other universes but uh yeah he's functional I like I like he, that he eggs people. I think that's the most interesting <laughs> thing. Um, like I, I like that intro scene with the the what the coffee thing. That was and, good. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I I like him when he became like twenty smaller scarab beetles. That was <laughs> they look so derpy. Like they were fun. I want more of them. Yeah, we can put that into season two of the of the, show, the scarab beetles. But, but, this spinoff no one wants. But by the way, I'm glad that the, the, that universe's LSP is just as infuriating. Yeah, their behavior. Uh, <laughs> oh God, the, the breaking of funny. jars is just like. Uh... Yeah. Any any other? I mean, there's what there is the the boss. Any anything else from the Prismo God? Uh type of lore that was presented well oh yeah we still don't know who the ultimate boss mm-hmm. in adventure time hierarchy is Three. so that's another thing that if you mm-hmm. really wanted to do another season i guess you could it's honestly i'm not that interested like uh, as i i am aware that there are like floating gods of all types in this universe maybe you do like uh, uh gods in the office where uh, like they sort of did that in that uh or, that sequence with Orbo or whatever. So, uh, like, if you wanted to do that, I guess. But, like, that that's not exactly the most compelling thing to me. But, like, that's out there for people who care about, like, power levels in the Adventure Time universe. That I, I guess there's someone, like, really high up that we still have never met. Yeah, it is interesting that there are, like, other things other than Prismo in that type of uh, realm. I guess there we saw Glob or Glob and stuff too, right? But, uh... Uh, it did. If it's, I feel like Prisma was the god for a while, at least functionally in the show. Um, seeing adjacent things is interesting. A, a brief cosmic owl cameo. In oh here. yeah, cosmic owl. Uh, it, yeah, we can get more into cosmic owl. There's yeah. so much. There's so many characters. Okay, honestly. <laughs> um, any okay. Back back to the, the checking in on the multiverse in case we have more to say on uh, each of them. Uh, Alex, how was Farmworld presented? 
Um, I thought Farm World was was an interesting one to come back to because like it mm. was such a big deal at the at the uh, in like the middle of Adventure Time, like right when like the Lich was like the big bad uh, um, of, of the series before it kind of diminished. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely had to look up some YouTube timelines to refresh myself on like what the heck happened here. Um, but I, I had a good time with, with that episode. I, I think the Finn portrayal there was really nice. And, uh, Jay, Jay is a fun character. Um, the, the forbidden romance thing was a nice spice to throw in there to make, uh, some interesting character dynamics, uh, add to the post-apocalyptic, uh, universe. Um, were, were those yeah. characters from the show, or were those new characters? The romance. I I think they were new because I, I'm pretty sure this is a lot farther in the future than where we saw it in the main show. Mm-hmm. So so like in the main show, we kind of left them off where fit where uh, Farm World Finn had been freed of the crown, but he was still like the age of the Finn we knew. But here we're seeing really adult Finn, like already has kids. So like yeah, I think I think this is like a time jump from where we last saw the Farm World universe. Okay, so it's basically new, all the new stuff going on. Yeah, the the, the Destiny Gang, the the uh, that main the main guy, he was in the original episode. Um, Bit Big Destiny, I think I think his name is. Okay, I think it basically functions as like Mad Max World anyway. Yeah, um, like a kind of standard uh, multiversal thing to get into, and I guess it connects to something. There, there was into. there was a bit in that uh, in that episode where they're having uh, dinner together, and Simon is trying to slip a ship of Theseus reference to that, and they're just like not willing to go along with it. <laughs> yeah, that I particularly enjoyed. I thought that was a good bit. I did like that. Yeah. That's good. Um, we talked about Winter King World already. Um, I do like both both songs here. Um, the, yeah. The, oh, they're good. They're bangers. Yeah, the Winter Wonder World has the gorgeous animation. Um, and then Baked with Love, I think, is really fun, oh, too. yeah. And like, that plays as just a song to put on. I've been listening to it. <laughs> <all these. laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't really think Bubblegum ever got any songs in the main show. So like, but, but Hinden Walsh finally getting to display display that a little bit was was a nice uh, nice payoff. And also, yeah, get Brian David Gilbert to do it. Any cursed character who also mm-hmm. has to be handsome to certain people. To um, certain people. <laughs> <laughs> was was handsome to the main character of the show? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, mm-hmm. I'm he, he, he works very well for a certain piece of the population. And I... <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> Alex yeah, I... isn't like other boys, okay? <laughs> Who's the heartthrob? Your heartthrob of the show, Alex. Of, is yeah. The... Ooh, is, it, is it Scarab? Is it yeah. the dumb squirrel, Alex? <laughs> uh no i i mean uh, honestly uh uh gary is is a nice lad i, I would love to be in his bakery and oh yeah. Okay, yeah okay it's, it's a good one maybe like, both gary and marshall lee are hot and oh, they're they're, very they're, hot. They, they they they're a good couple because they look good together partially marshall knew what he was doing when he like he showed up in a towel and, yeah, he, yeah. and he meets Gary for the first time. <laughs> it was good, yeah. Um any uh how about we how about anything from Vampire World? I, I've seen I think I've seen fan art, so this seems popular, the bub line in here. Yeah. Um, uh, Huntress Wizard uh, appearance yes. uh, was, was nice. Um you get Finn's dad being a good guy, which you know uh-huh. that, that's that's a little disorienting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's um, a good guy. 
yeah. On the good side. On the good yeah. side. On the good yeah. side. Yeah, sure. Good adjacent. <laughs> but better than the vampires, and he's uh, <laughs> an opportunist. See, it makes sense. Uh, but, <laughs> Uh, also, uh, also, like in terms of hotness, I mean, Marceline's look, uh, like uh, yeah. outfits in this uh, in this episode, were uh, on fire. They're really good. Yeah, I feel like Vampire World as we go, Shira for one episode. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, we go hard into that type of dynamic. That that was that was fun, and yeah, I do really like how we juxtapose with the Gary and Marshall stuff. Um, anything from Jerry World? Jerry World scary. Yeah, I mean that that first moment where like Lich shows up and it's like, oh, oh boy, <laughs> this, yeah. this guy's back. <laughs> How are we gonna fit him in here? Uh, and the the idea of making like de- like he actually did it, and now he's just like depressed. Like what I yeah. Did. Uh, it, it's, it's a. It's funny to think that like, because of like how like in how menacing he was for all of his appearances to finally see him in a bit of a pathetic state, and also like weirdly, it also fits with like Fiona and uh, and Simon in terms of like where do I go from here? <laughs> like yeah. that, that's all these characters, and like the Lich is in the same place. It's like uh, I did a thing in the past, and that's defined me. So now what? <laughs> Fiona and Cake, everyone gets an existential crisis, even the Lich. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I thought that was fun. And yeah, I feel like, yeah, I, I like seeing the Lich. In my mind, Lich is super iconic, like stands out from all the Adventure Time stuff. I think you could do more Lich stuff, maybe, in the in a future thing. Oh, also that, um, like, in, in for me, the, the violence stuff didn't really hit with me. But the sequence where Golb, like, dismantles the Lich uh, into, like, a Tetris piece, I like that. I was like, okay, this is a good use of your uh, upper rating here. Yeah. Uh, what, what episode does Finn get stabbed? One of the alternate Finns. Um, five? Is it the end of five? Something like that? I, that, so, I wrote yeah. that down as a shocking uh, violent moment. Uh, yeah. Any, anything else from the multiverses? Oh, uh, this is very random, but like in that like last scene where Simon is like stepping on different stones that represent the universes, mm-hmm. one of them yeah. he steps on was the water park prank universe, which I thought was a good Easter egg joke for for people who follow uh, why they consider one of the worst episodes of Adventure Time. <gasps> so like yeah. I, I, I found it funny that they acknowledge that one as <laughs> its own universe. Nice. Nice. Okay, how about uh, that? I don't think we talked enough about the songs. I think we mentioned, but I feel like a big part of the success of Fiona and Cake is that it's very musical. Not, I don't know if I'd say it's like a full musical series, but uh, at least like half the episodes have one or two songs, um, which I thought was very successful. That being said, I'm very pro musical, so I'm biased in uh, in these <laughs> shows. Um, Michelle, how did the all the songs work for you? I I liked all of them. I think my top three would be not myself um, winter wonderland and baked with love for sure but i mean part of the madness is solid uh the the blue shift song that they put in was also great uh honestly i've only watched it once also so if i rewatched it i think i would have a stronger impression of the music overall but i mean i was always like yeah i like this anytime any of the music was happening (laughs) Yeah, I've been listening on Spotify. They put the soundtrack on, so I've been I've been listening, re-listening all the music. Also, I rewatched. I didn't rewatch any, but full episodes. But I rewatched the the songs, which I think is like oh, a good yeah. way to get a lot of the prominent scenes, especially because they a lot of times accompany the great animation, um, especially like Winter Wonderland. 
Um, Alex, how about you? How the songs work in in the show? Yeah, I think they're all used pretty well. I think we had already mentioned most of them <laughs> over the course of this discussion. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. the fact that they were intertwined well with the sequences we're talking about, I think, uh, reflects that. Um, as I mentioned, uh, I, I like part of the madness a lot because I think it fits well with the, sto- with the story and also is just like a very uh, nice vibe to it. Uh, I did like Not not Myself, sitcom intro uh, worked pretty well. And Baked with Love, I, 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 um, I thought that was very silly and cute and fun. <laughs> Uh, nice. That that last song, the the blue shift one, it definitely felt like okay, yeah, this is the type of song you play in a time skip epilogue. Kind of. Well, well, it was well placed then. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, I felt it feels like a like a, a epilogue ending song, but I I, thought, I loved it in, in there. I thought that worked with it. I didn't expect so much baked with love, love on on from the the panel. So this, that's good to hear. So that is one of the ones I've been listening to more. The the, the um, part at the end where where Simon is like, oh, that's a that's a neat metaphor. And then yeah. she's like, "Not a metaphor." Da, 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 da. <laughs> I know. I don't think that. I don't think that's in the, uh, the album version. But that's like the that's like the funny coda to it. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. Not a metaphor. I love that. Um, yeah, I want to give love to Cake on the Loose. Uh, one of my my faves. Uh, love the cake. Just cake. Uh, that whole episode. Just cake with the the voice thing. Experiencing the world, tearing things up, um, and just uh, Roz Ryan. Such a great singer such vocalist and i thought that that, that song's so good um and i i really like blue shift at the end um yeah not on the the soundtrack but i guess in the the credits um and uh every, we, everything in you the simon and and betty song um i think that's really good too and i think you only hear part of it in the yeah episode. and the full i haven't heard really the whole good. thing Ooh. it's really good yeah uh also i will call out the uh little piece piece of music used for the actual uh show intro very chaotic which i think fits yeah, the, the show like a lot, lot yeah <laughs> what, tr- what do you think of the intro difference and, uh, from and, uh not not the adventure time you know such a such a big change i feel like from the adventure time intro. I, I think you needed it i, I think if you want to make make sure this is a totally separate show do, do a very different uh opening and i i, I think they they did that um well all, all like the the glitchiness and again like the discordance of the music uh and like ending out just like the void um it's all just like this, this is gonna be a totally different vibe to what adventure time was so i i i really like that intro for as short as it is i wish the 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 piece of music was longer but uh i i, I liked it every time and I, I never hit skip intro is my uh oh, okay. for it <laughs> nice yeah i think it feels very representative of the series so i think that that's good um i feel like people are gonna say we haven't talked about part of the madness enough um but uh, i i think good use of <laughs> of rebecca sugar type song with simon establishing where simon's at and as the ending to that episode i thought that that felt very fitting and i think pretty essential in establishing the the tone of of simon throughout the the show uh his depression theme song i don't know was that what you call it like a depression <laughs> theme song yeah that's accurate yeah i think rebecca sugar songs are always that <laughs> yeah well <laughs> especially later on yeah go go, <laughs> see, go seek out their new album coming out in our- there yeah. Go, yeah yeah let's, let's see if they're all a part of those so yeah that, that was that was good to see um rebecca sugars did the the steak song right as they were there yeah, uh, everything stays. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I wanted to say this is very important. Uh, as, as Ice King, everything bagel, everything <sighs> stays. Parody that song. was so great. 
I love that. Uh, where is Everything Bagel on the soundtrack? It's not there. Why do <laughs> we not have what? the full version of Everything oh, Bagel? Oh, come on. Yeah, come on, guys. Uh, yeah, I, I was loving that. That was episode eight. Okay, that was, yeah. There's, there's, there's so much random good stuff throughout, I feel like. Um, I'm, I'm trying to look through my notes. Alex, what have we not hit on that uh, you would like to talk about more? Um, I'm trying, uh, I, I, I feel like we've hit a lot of the, uh, the big pieces. Um, yeah, I, I guess, uh, gold stuff. I I don't know if there's much to talk about there. So I, the the only thing that I am left thinking about on rewatch, I noticed that like when they like part ways, they like show, uh, gold Betty, like, shrinking and like turning into blue light it's so, like I, i'm like curious if they're like setting up something there where like because they finally got closure betty can also go back to being herself i don't know they, they, they didn't bother to like follow up on that so it's probably not not that important at least for now but like i, I wonder if they're if they're like leaving the door open for like is there a chance betty could come back i don't know um, and I don't know how I feel about that because, no. because as, as Michelle mentioned, right, like a big piece of this is that there is closure between Simon and, and Betty and they don't have to really interact anymore. They've gone their separate ways. So, like, does that still work if she if there's a way where she's no longer gold? I don't know. And I don't even know if that's what they're hinting at. But I, it just stood out to me on rewatch is like, oh, they're holding on this for a little bit. I wonder. Mm. Yeah, it does kind of seem like Gulb is going away at the end. I thought that too. Um, I guess my counterpoint to Betty coming back is just that within the messaging of the power imbalance, it's like, okay, Simon gets to have this like revelatory, this revelation and gets to live his life and try. But Betty still kind of made the sacrifice and is still trapped and like doesn't, you know, doesn't get to do anything. So I, th- I could see some weight there of like Be- Betty gets to live a life outside of sacrificing for Simon, following up on that. Maybe that'll be part of like her being merged with the God being, because right, she, it, it could just be that we see inside yeah, Gold's that's a mind. New chapter yeah, for her. yeah, she has way more power now than she's ever had before. It's a new weird life, but it is kind of her life now. Maybe we see that she still has, she's still herself in there and still has autonomy and like this is and gets to be God apart from being with Simon, and that's kind of the closure to that. Um, it's not like you can really do anything given the state of where they're at, but that does feel a little weird, um, leaving it off there. Not that it, everything needs to be clean. Yeah. And, like, one thing, I don't know if the show, if Fiona and Cake ever touches on, uh, does it remind us why Betty turned into gold? Or no? Uh, we see no, it does not remind okay. us. Okay. So, so <laughs> from the finale, the, the reason she is gold is because her final wish is, uh, I want a way to keep Simon safe. Yeah. So, if, if, considering where we end up at in this, do we think that she still like needs that power, right? Because like the they're at the the end result of this show is that they are both individuals making their own decisions. They don't need to be codependent. So like I I, I can sort of see a world where it's like the wish has been fulfilled. You know, like mm-hmm. Betty doesn't need to have this power anymore because she doesn't need to be watching over Simon anymore. Yeah. I, I think you could do it if you want. I think like if they want to, we can come come up with an explanation. But I, I like that that uh, idea too. Um, I feel I feel like 
Reading the show, I think probably Betty would be one of the things they would want to follow up on more, but I'm not 100% sure. It's a... Michelle sounds so thrilled about that. <laughs> like, just let it go! Let it go! There's so many other characters! We don't need to think about Simon and Betty anymore. It's fine. Like, this was their show. Now it's over. Let's focus. <laughs> I, you know what I show. want? I want to see Tree Trunks. I want to see what she does. Uh, yeah. Tree Trunks without that voice. I know, I know, but I still want to see Tree Trunks. <laughs> yeah, what notable characters are absent from? All of her lovers, all 25 of them. Oh, uh, how did you follow. enjoy that silent film sequence, Michelle? <laughs> For uh, <laughs> her running over her ads to the train. Oh my god, that ruled. Like, <laughs> Tree Trunks is just the best. I'm so proud of her. Just getting whatever <laughs> she wants in her old age. Like, that's apple pie like what more do you need she's <laughs> she's a player good for her i guess there's a lot of characters we don't like that are older that would be interesting to see yeah. like we didn't really see if, if we're i mean they can just do like continue the adventure time future aspect um we could follow finn's kid uh, sorry jake's kids um there's yeah, a there's jake's kids yeah right. i mean there's a lot of characters i would be happy to explore even like peppermint butler like I feel like he has an interesting life probably going uh, on, right? You know, you know what character we haven't talked about yet? All the different variations of Choose Goose that keep... Yes. Oh, yes! yes! Choose Goose! Human Choose Goose is wild. We got a human Choose Goose, we got a pawn slum. Like, of all the characters like keep checking in every universe, my Choose Goose. There's a notable amount of Choose Goose. Choose Goose uh, yeah. and the Dumb Squirrel. These are the best characters. What are you talking about? I they guess, had to come back. I guess. I guess they had to come back. They had to. <laughs> I do think, you know, voice aside, more lemon grab stuff. I'm a huge lemon grab fan. Seeing uh, more of that, more of alternate universes would be. Oh, funny. they ruled the two lemon grab ladies were so fun. Yeah, I'm looking to see any anything else. I, I think I think we've uh, Michelle. Anything we haven't talked about from the show or other characters you're thinking of? Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, uh, mostly, honestly, just tree trunks. I just want to see tree trunks. Uh, yeah, because, like, I don't know. I mean, is Cinnamon Roll still alive, or has he... I don't remember. What happened to him? Alex, what happened to him? Uh, I think he's... I think he's still around. Is he still dating <laughs> Flame Princess? No. Oh, yeah, they broke up. That's right. It was very yeah. amiable. Okay. And, yeah, they're like uh, knight and yeah. <laughs> princess uh, dynamic. Hey, Flame, Flame Princess, yeah. uh, check up. Cool. Might be yeah. nice. Uh, we got a DJ Flame appearance. Yeah, I think that was yeah. the, the only Flame pr- Princess representation of this show. That's mm-hmm. so sad. Um, all the princesses. There's a lot of princesses that we don't we don't get to see. We got um, Robot Turtle Princess at the library. Oh my God, uh, Robot Turtle Princess. That's good. Um, I also think uh, you can we if they want to just do more with uh, bubbling, right? Like the yeah. actual actual our world versions of them. I think there's a lot there they could do. I mean, I guess we already you know we already see. A, yeah, so a it's fair basically amount of like them. A, a Obsidian follow up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think we could do it. I don't know. And then and then Fiona and Cake are in communication with Simon at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, a, I guess, a path there. I do think I would welcome 
anything they wanted to do that was more like Fiona and Cake centered, kind of like this, them as uh, a, a framing or centering of whatever other shenanigans we want to get into from the Adventure Time world, because I do enjoy them as the anchors to what was going on. I did think that was uh, very successful in the show. And they are technically officially a part of the multiverse yes. proper now, yeah. so that implies they could travel for reals and not get in trouble anymore if they wanted to. Is that how that works? I don't know. I think I think <laughs> so. I think so. It's not illegal for them to mess with stuff now. And then you're talking to someone else from another. Yeah. To, to they're already kind of Finn, Finn yeah. and Jake did it all the time. Yeah, come on. Equal representation. <laughs> yeah. And they're the same. They're the same. Yeah, so they can yeah. do it. They may they meet Finn and Jake together. Spin that, would, a, that would be interesting. Just, they probably hate each other. I don't know. Well, they just they're very different. I think it just getting into their differences would be kind of cool. The, the the title is Fiona and Finn and Jake and Cake. Yeah. Yeah. Ampersand and then and yeah. Okay. We we cracked it. Any final thoughts on Fiona and Cake Adventure Time colon Fiona and Cake? Is Adventure I, Time mean that we can do other Adventure Time colons I, and I then think it so. would? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Adventure Time is one of the biggest properties that mm-hmm. Cartoon Network slash Mats have, and I would be very doubtful if they didn't continue to try finding new uh, ways to keep mining. <laughs> and it is a deep, multi- uh, deep multiverse, as we've seen in Fiona and Cake. So uh, I don't doubt that there are still good stories to to pull out of it. Where we're early enough on that we're we're not quite at, like the Star Wars stage yet <laughs> of like really digging bottom of the barrel. So like I, I would be excited for uh, any Adventure Time. Uh, continued follow-ups we get in the in the coming years. Yeah, I mean, Adventure Time's really old. Twenty ten, baby. Yeah, like that's a long time ago. It's it's pretty cool that it is uh, still going in in various forms here, and that 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 there's still enough interest. Like Legend of Korra had not aired yet, right? Like it was a <laughs> long time ago that this was Adventure Time was on. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think I think that could be exciting. Also, come on, let's get a Steven Universe show going, uh, please. Some I mean, sort of spinoff. I would love that if Rebecca wants to try doing a new show after spending so long in one universe. I also think that could be exciting for them. But like, I'm I'm down for whatever they want to make. Um, obviously, a new Rebecca show in any capacity would be amazing. Yeah, um, bring back. Uh, uh, what was the show they they referenced in here? Flapjack. Did they saw Flapjack, Flapjack! In a different universe? Oh my god. <laughs> God, that's very funny. That, that, that was a, a strange addition. <laughs> no, it wasn't because Penn, I think, started storyboarding oh, right, right, on yeah, that yeah. show along with like a lot of the other showrunners. So I know I think that was well, that was well placed. Cool. Okay. So uh, yeah, any any other final Fiona Cake thoughts? It's a good show. I'm glad <laughs> we. I I'm glad it had like a staggered release. Big fan of that. Glad it didn't get written off into oblivion. Glad about that. And I would love to see more. I I don't know. Things are really weird right now, but this is this is one of the most successful, like like broadly popular IPs. So if anything was gonna get money in the next couple of years, hopefully Adventure Time would be a top priority. So we will see. I hope it does. I would love to see more. My final thought is that we haven't mentioned possibility Marshall Lee Gary series. Let's do it. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Or you could do season two of this and there were like even more of a main focus. Sure. Yeah, like maybe like Fiona's running around like dealing with drama and the multiverse, but they're just like doing slice of life stuff as the main A plot storyline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're only very tangentially related to like the adventuring. That would be fun. More slice of life. Yes, let's do it. Okay, that's what we need. I like it. Um, but yeah, loved uh, Fiona and Cake. Uh, it's, I think, one of the best shows of the year. I, I'm really high on it. I, I really liked it. So definitely was happy that we get to talk about it here and let us know what you thought of Fiona and Cake uh, in the comments anywhere you're listening. Um, uh, and I guess there's also past, some past Adventure Time podcast. Not everything. If you want to check that out at OverlyAnimated.com. Uh, if you want to support us, consider that at Patreon at Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Thanks to our current patrons, especially our patron podcast, Caroline. And thanks to our patron executive producer, Steve Michael and Phoenician. Um, hope to get some other non-Ladybug uh, uh, podcasts. There's some good stuff coming up at the end of the year that's very exciting so be on the lookout for that we will see but uh i think some some exciting times with with animation this uh second second half of 2023 so that's good so look so make sure you're subscribed whenever that comes out to find more discussions there thanks for listening guys and we will see you next time bye bye bye